From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and of course, marketing students of all ages, welcome to the program. Yep, yep, yep. First, the name, Professor Americus Reed. Second, the game is, of course, marketing as in segmentation, targeting, positioning, and messaging to your customers. Listeners, you are to be saluted on a daily basis, baby, please. Sirius XM Channel 132 Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm your host, Professor Americus Reed. Yep, and they call me many, many things. The hip-hop prof, a.k.a. the czar of the M-A-R, the militant poet, the muscular microphone hustler, also known of, as course, as the Whitney M. Young. Junior Professor of Marketing here at the Wharton School, and I'm excited to bring you the program today. Barbara, my co-host, cannot join us, but we've got a live segment that is absolutely packed with unbelievable entertainment. If you'd like to join and ask a question, please feel free to call in at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. Our phone lines are open for the first segment of the program, and here's what we've got. We've got, first up, Mark. Marketing news. We're always excited about the cool things that are going on, the state-of-the-art things that are happening in the world of marketing, and we've got the guru with us today. We've got Jeff Beer, a senior staff writer at Fast Company, covering all of these issues. It's going to be an amazing discussion about marketing and brands, all kinds of stories. He's on the beat, ladies and germs. He's out there covering these things, doing the deep journalistic work, so we're going to have a conversation with him first. And then secondly, we've got the spotlight segment, where you'll hear a great conversation that my co-host Barbara Kahn had with Jeff Scott, who's the Vice President for Hockey Development and Industry Growth at the NHL about their Black History Month initiative. So we've got an incredible program. Let's jump right into the segment right now. And let me introduce my first guest. This is Jeff Beer, Senior Staff Writer at Fast Company. Jeff, thanks for joining the program. Americus, thank you for having me, man. <laughs> I'm just so excited, man, because you know, just having you on. Last time we talked, it was in a few years back. We were describing and talking about all kinds of cool stuff. So we're extremely excited to have you back. And in fact, you are the guru that are, is out there, Jeff, identifying all of the interesting things that are good things that happen, bad things that happen, hits or misses that happen throughout the marketing world. And we're excited. We want to play our little hit or miss game where we do exactly that, where we will talk about your stories, Jeff. And we will try to identify your reaction, my reaction, uh, Dion Simpkins, uh, Dana Cash, our producers' reactions to some of the great things that are going on, and try to see if they are hits or misses. We love to call this program or this part of the segment "Hit or Miss." Hit. Bullseye. Or miss. Just a bit outside. All right, Jeff. So jump in and tell us exactly what you've got, and describe what you've been studying or writing about, and let's talk about whether or not it's a hit or a miss. Okay. A colleague of mine, I, I didn't write about this, but I, but I have been, I, I'm very interested in it. This, this came out this week. They, uh, McDonald's announced that on February 26th, they were going to flip the M in uh, McDonald's to McDonald's, which for any fans of anime or manga Uh-oh. will recognize as kind of a play on the brand mm. uh, that's been happening uh, in that pop culture media for oh. decades, really, and and across uh, TV shows, graphic novels, video mm. games, mm-hmm. um, in titles like Sonic X, Cowboy Bebop, mm. uh, Ataku Elf, and anyway, so they're they're 
they're you know doing kind of I want to say like the, the the usual thing where they're they have got some limited edition packaging and a whole new sauce a spicy sauce oh dear and they're uh, releasing a series of McDonald's anime shorts and manga but but what really makes this for me uh, interesting mm. and and actually impressive is it's not McDonald's kind of uh, you know co opting a piece of pop culture mm. they're actually recognizing their place in it. They, uh-huh. they're they not McDonald's, but they recognize <laughs> that, you know, they, they have a place in culture and, and, and this, and this, uh, this entertainment has sort of been playing with them for years. So they're kind of uh, wearing that as a badge of honor. And also they're uh, collaborating with Japanese manga artist, Aki Bright oh, and animation house studio Perot, which uh, is probably best known for its uh, series, Naruto. Mm. Um, so they're they're not just kind of creating. Oh, we're going to do McDonald's uh, anime. They're 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 teaming with the best. They're teaming gotcha. with like the the folks that are deeply into this to really truly create something that is going to stoke anime and manga fans, but also get McDonald's fans excited as well. Which which is is exactly I think the balance they're going for. That's interesting, Jeff. Because in some senses, we talk about this all the time on the program, Jeff. Authenticity. You mentioned something that I want to jump back to as well within that the context of that specific yeah. example, which is cultural relevance and the idea that the cultural relevance you can't fake it. You can't you can't uh, you know socially engineer it in a fake way. It has to be. It's exactly what you said, Jeff. It has to be there, and then you notice it, and you say, "Wait a second, we're kind of part of this conversation. Let's lean in on this, right?" And so, in some senses, that that's point number one here's a second point that's interesting about this jeff and that's the question of you mentioned mcdonald's fans and fans of this this anime and this world of gaming and so on is there significant overlap what how does this look in terms of you know we're, are we going to attract new folks in or how do our existing you know mcdonald's customers feel about this and so on how does this work that's a great question. I mean, you know, I guess my only answer would be, and this is very unscientific. I mean, you know, on every McDonald's sign where it says billions served, I got to think there's some uh, Venn diagram between anime and manga fans <laughs> and McDonald's. But but uh, just but importantly on that point, I think what it does, it's kind of an extension of what they started going way back to uh, when they did started their famous orders thing with mm, Travis Scott, uh, right. BTS, yes. and other artists where what again like we could ask the same question what's the what's the, what's the crossover between say Travis Scott fans and McDonald's fans mm-hmm. who knows mm-hmm. but what what it does do is it's it's recognizing that you know who is a fan of McDonald's was Travis Scott in that in, the, in that yes. instance they weren't just paying someone yes. to come be a part of the brand for this most recent one you've got a media or a, a form of entertainment mm-hmm. that is a uh, uh, has a very, very passionate fan base. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bet that a bunch of them either are McDonald's fans or have been to McDonald's. But to see how McDonald's recognizes its place mm-hmm. in that entertainment through the McDonald's mm. and actually like doing some cool stuff with that, mm-hmm. uh, that recognition, I think, will uh, just further stoke uh, fandom of the brand from from the 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 anime and and uh, manga fans mm-hmm. just to show the respect yeah. and uh, uh, enthusiasm that this uh, company like McDonald's is is showing to something that they love. Interesting. It sounds Jeff Beer that you are you would characterize this as, this as a hit. Is it? Am I hearing you correctly? I would. Yes. I think I I definitely think this is this is a hit. I, I and I don't think 
it'll be interesting to see because there is a product crossover. I know uh, there's a great food influencer, but he's not just a food influencer. He was a he was a showrunner at The Simpsons and right at The Simpsons, Bill uh-huh. Oakley, uh-huh. and and he does he does fast food reviews and he and, and he reviews like new uh, you know Taco Bell menu items and sauces and blah blah. And he this week was it seemed like a little uh, uh, um, skeptical uh-huh. and he tried that new sauce and oh, he dear. said it was fantastic so i'm gonna i'm gonna i think they're kind of hitting it on it might be a hit on both a product side and a pop culture it's side. super interesting i'm gonna jump into back in the studio with my uh, audio engineer guru this is Dion simpkins sir do you find this first of all are, are you a mcdonald's customer or fan we use the word fandom and secondly is this a hit for you sir so here's the thing right <laughs> You're always in trouble. <laughs> You're always in trouble with the great Deion Simpkins starts with, so here's the I, thing. I was giving it a single. Because, uh, I mean, it's McDonald's. Like, yeah. what do you need to do? Yeah. You, you oh, got, like, yeah. a, a bajillion yeah. souls. Yeah. Like, yeah. we know what McDonald's is. Yeah, yeah. I was giving it a single uh-huh. until he brought up the Simpsons guy. Okay. I'm, I'm a Simpsons guy. Oh, if, he, if he likes it's it. It's all in. I'm going I'm, I'm oh, going with the double. God. Give him <laughs> a solid double. Take, take that extra You know what's base. interesting? Uh-huh. Dion, when, when you say that, uh, you know, that McDonald's, you know, what can they do? They're everywhere. You're absolutely right. And one thing that uh, their global CMO, Morgan Flatley, told me uh, years ago, and, and, and but the work that they've done since uh, reflects this approach, is that she was saying how for so long, and, and I would agree, uh, you know, McDonald's is everywhere. What do they need to do? But they're, they're advertising, even though everyone kind of had the jingle in their head or whatever, mm-hmm. it never, it never really grabbed you. Like it was, she even re- referred to it as cultural wallpaper. It's just out there. It's just, we're, we're, we're constantly, you know, yeah. uh, you're walking Saturated. by a McDonald's, you've yeah. seen a billboard, who yeah. cares? Yeah. And this is the type of work that they do that is making people, these, these fan bases and mm. the Venn diagram between these fan bases and their own. Uh, care. Interesting. Love that idea. Jeff Beer, senior staff writer at Fast Company, joining us, listeners, talking about all kinds of interesting things. Sounds like McDonald's is a hit. What are some of the other things that you're working on, other stories that you've seen out there that you've been covering as well, Jeff? Uh, one I wrote this week, which I really liked, was <clears throat> their, uh, the fashion and luxury giant LVMH. Oh, I saw this. Uh, yeah, they yeah. announced uh, this week that they were uh, launching a, a brand entertainment division um to explore content possibilities across for hits like it is they have i think 70 or more than 70 brands you know louis mm-hmm, vuitton mm-hmm, fendi mm-hmm. kenzo yep. tiffany and co yes dior all kinds of uh luxury um brands and you know we talk about content and fandom this we, we live in a time where i mean i think I'm trying to think now in the last year. I mean, what have we had? Or last few years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most most obvious, Barbie. Barbie. A movie oh, about Barbie. Right. We have a movie about, I think. I mean, uh, Adam Driver alone has starred in Ferrari and House of Gucci <laughs> in the last couple of years. <laughs> right, uh, right. The Nike, Ben Affleck directed a Nike True. film called Air. Yes. Uh, Eva Longoria directed a film called Flame and Hot about uh, Flame and Hot Cheetos. And, right. And not exactly about that, but around that. <laughs> right. So the brands themselves have become... Uh, uh, the stories that 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 people want to hear and people want to tell. So mm-hmm. more and more, certain companies are getting in on. Maybe they want to be a part of that, uh-huh. uh, and not necessarily from a oh we want to control the message, which but though I'm sure is part of it. Right. But also from a let's make it as good as possible. Let's let's let these directors let's let's let these producers into our archives. Let let's let them see some of these stories mm. and. 
now the bigger companies are starting to think about these divisions uh, to, to do that. Now, the so Nike in 2021 had a very has a very similar story with a division called Waffle Iron Entertainment. Mm. Uh, ah, and, and in right. that year, they dropped they did they they dropped a uh, documentary called The Day Sports Stood Still about how sports reacted to the COVID-19 lockdowns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they did they started a docu series called Promised Land that uh, spotlighted uh, NBA star John Morant and. That got them in the next year. They they signed a multi year uh, film deal with Apple, Apple TV Plus. I mean, wow. that's a brand signing a film deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so the 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 common element between those two is is a company called Super Connector Studios, which uh, run by two guys named uh, Jay Goodman and and John Kaplan. Mm-hmm. And they they they're sort of like a a connective tissue between Hollywood gotcha. and uh, marketing and advertising and brands. Gotcha. And I love so uh-huh. the LVMH. Thing, I think is 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 super super interesting to see what they can do with that. I love that idea, Jeff. Tell me if this is an incorrect characterization. Is I think you're onto something because I think the great brands understand that they've always been about storytelling, and they've always been about creating the powerful narrative that draws people in. I was thinking about that when you were describing uh, Waffle, Waffle Iron Entertainment, uh, the Nike division. I mean, all they their commercials. They don't talk about how they make the shoes. They talk about how does this stuff make you feel in stories, you know. So when a movie, when a, a piece of entertainment comes out like Promised Land, and hopefully there's no, you know, flashing of guns in that. Sorry, John Morant fans. I I'm, I love the kid, <laughs> but there is issues when you. <laughs> my audio engineer is laughing sure. back there. There is issues when you partner, you know, and you and you take these longer sort of format. But it just makes sense though, Jeff, because like you're saying, it's like it's an opportunity to create something where the message is there but it's not it's not in your face it's it's meant to you're meant to be drawn into the story oh and by the way the halo of the brand is there gotta jump to uh, Dion Simpkins here he's the guru Uh, listeners you may not know this he's also a drummer extraordinaire and I believe he has a custom made Louis Vuitton drum set that's that's what I've heard so you're you're in this space sir I'm in this space (laughs) that sounds like brand entertainment right exactly Exactly. what are are your thoughts on this Dion you know what I'm I'm saying this is a hit from the the Hollywood studio side right because it's so much rehashed movies now. Like yeah. if, this, if this gives us, you know, another, you know, based on a true story or whatever, or something new. Like we're up to like uh, Fast and the Furious thirty eight. <laughs> like what are we doing here? You know, right? So it's like right. if, if this gives us right. new content, I'm for it. Interesting. What I, uh, Dion's point is something that is also highlighting something that's also super interesting, Jeff. And that is the idea you 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 sort of sort of inferred this as well. And I, it's kind of like what you see with commercials in the Super Bowl. So if if there is a Hollywooditization, if you will, of, of brand entertainment, one could imagine you reaching a saturation point where this stuff gets so high quality, so well produced, so well, you know, well storied, all of these things that it just becomes really hard to stand out again because the the games are you know what I mean? That the the, the, the yeah. level is up so much. Do you think that's a potential thing that that you know brands should also be aware of? And if so, how do they mitigate that that possible saturation or satiation in the marketplace? Yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh like you're basically saying, you know, if we if we pull on this thread for long enough, does it become like superhero movies where now every or Fast the Furious and Zero say like <laughs> is every is it become too extended? I, I think, yeah, sure. I mean if 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 you're if the storytelling becomes a little repetitive, if if your approach becomes a little repetitive. But I mean brands are living breathing things mm. and 
as well as IP. You know, yeah. I think one of the things that makes this an, a compelling uh, situation is that so much of getting people to the movies is like, oh, all, all these nostalgic throwback yeah. Uh, yeah. reboots and whatever. It's because it's recognizable content and people kind of know what they're getting into, so they'll go see it. Mm -hmm. Brands kind of have that too. Like, mm. like oh, that's you see House of Gucci and you like yeah. Gucci, you're like, oh, maybe I'll go check that out. That's that's IP, but it's also a living and breathing thing where the company is always creating its own story. So I think that can change. Mm. But also the company itself, the 24-7 always on brand approach which right, right. i think all are in right now right you're you're sort of quick and dirty uh fun what uh, less produced stuff can be all over social or on youtube or wherever oh, that's and true. then you have kind of these tentpole maybe uh, uh, uh better produced hollywood type type situations uh oh, i see to, to balance that out that would be my own that would be my the optimistic view on that side i love that analysis jeff because what you're saying is there's a smart way to do this right there's the, the way tentpole i think was the word you use where the super high quality stuff is kind of the the pillar in the ground and all of the additional kind of uh, incremental storytelling and fun little things that happen on TikTok or Snapchat or, or Instagram reels or whatever, it supports that. So it kind of builds up. It's all working together without, so over, without sort of overwhelming the consumer. I think that's what I'm, I'm hearing, if, if I'm hearing you correctly, Jeff. Totally. And yeah. back to your original sort of uh, point on this, uh, I think I think that's also a recipe for success around Super Bowl advertising. Yeah, because that, that's something we noticed, Jeff. It's just like we were kind of we kind of had uh, all of us collectively here at the show Marketing Matters. We had a sort of a meh reaction to most of the ads and, and we and we didn't really want to beat them up because we, we re recognized, Jeff, that it's just so hard at this point because expectations are so high. It's so difficult to stand out and do something creative. So that's always an interesting point. Uh, Jeff Beer, senior staff writer at Fast Company uh, Listeners, is joining us talking about really cool things he's been writing about in marketing. Uh, what are some of the other things you've been covering, Jeff? Well, I, I, it's not out yet, oh, but this nice. happened, this happened, this happened. This you heard week, it here first, listeners. Yes. Think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's, a, it's around uh, Wendy's this week. Wendy's. Uh, kind of hit a, a, a weird um, viral. I guess you just call it a PR uh, mess uh, where because because it, it, it comes basically basically. OK, so uh, I think it was a February 15th or so a, a while ago over mm -hmm. a week uh, and on an analyst call or an earnings call. CEO, the CEO talked about how the chain would is rolling out these new digital menu boards yeah. across 6000 all its all its U.S. locations. Mm -hmm. uh, exciting, exciting stuff. But then he talked about how it could begin testing uh enhanced features like dynamic pricing now those two words those two words together to me i don't really hear it i'm like ah whatever because uh, uh -huh. i'm thinking fast food but a, a week later i think it's the new york post had the had the had the main story on this they basically had a headline that was like wendy's is going to introduce uber like surge pricing <laughs> that's what they got out of dynamic pricing right uh -huh, uh -huh. and so oh god I mean, maybe that's what it means uh -huh. maybe that's not what it means. but what i do know what when i and and i'm gonna i'm calling this a brand miss uh-huh not the not the idea of dynamic pricing not the idea of digital menu boards whatever whatever mm -hmm. my miss is how they could possibly talk about this and not anticipate that right. someone might <laughs> perceive it like yes, this yes, and yes. absolutely say as soon as he says that say this does not mean we're gonna raise <laughs> prices immediately exactly no Ex more freak out. Ex and, uh, 
But everyone freaked out. Everyone freaked out. That's an incredible example, Jeff, because it's interesting when you brought it into that space. The notion that jumped to my mind, Jeff, was the idea of uh, fairness. And, you know, in the model of the Uber model where, you know, you recognize that there may be fewer drivers in a specific situation, et cetera, it, it, that seems okay. I mean, it makes kind of logical sense, right? Uh, surge pricing, okay, this ride is going to be a little bit more expensive because there's not just a, a plethora of, of options or, or, you know, supply that's out there for me to use. But when you said that, when I was looking at the headline that you wrote about the story, I just, it blew my, I had the exact same reaction as the viral uh, you know, sort of the internet. <laughs> you were like the I was like, mob "What the?" Lunch. I know. I was at that specific moment, Jeff. I was like making my protest sign, uh, <laughs> getting ready to go out to Market Street because I'm gonna. There's no way I'm gonna sit there and like allow. You know, my burger's six bucks, but the person sitting next to me is eating a burger for four dollars and eighty cents. You know what I mean? But you they gotta must, go to lunch two hours earlier. I now. know exactly. <laughs> ah, that's actually that's that's exactly part of it, though, right? But talk about this idea, though, because was there further clarification? Was it? I mean, did the higher ups? Yes. Okay, what did they say? How did they? How did they okay, mitigate so this? So they and I, I got I, I've got some of the text here. Uh, so late yesterday, so after the whole big, um, <clears throat> you know, firestorm was up, they they issued a statement that said, "We said these menu boards would give us more flexibility to change the display of featured items. Mm. This was misconstrued in some media reports as an intent to raise prices when demand is highest at our restaurants." Mm-hmm. We have no plans to do that and would not raise prices when our customers are visiting us most. Excuse me. So what I think is that's a great statement. That's very clear. And that's exactly what they should have said on February 15th. (laughs) Let me ask you this, though, Jeff, because I've I've heard this cliche thrown around that even bad publicity is good publicity. In other words, you know, people are talking about it and that even that surge, even though there may have been a little bit of time that jumped in between the the initial announcement and that reaction and the clarification, that that's actually still, well, I'm going to make the argument to you. That's actually good for the brand because a bunch of people talked about it and suddenly things were a little bit elevated, things were a little bit amplified. And now Wendy's has the opportunity to come and say, no, no, you guys misunderstood us. We, we're we not doing that thing at all. Well, here's what we're actually doing. But now you've got more ears and more eyeballs, et cetera. Is that, I mean, is that a legitimate context in this particular situation, Jeff? I mean, it could be. What I, what I, what I, what I'd say to that is, you know, every... And this might sound cliche, but like every time you have people's attention, you have an opportunity. Mm. You have an opportunity to 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 waste it. Uh, you have an opportunity to make people yeah, happy. You fair. have an opportunity to make people angry. Yeah. So I think that like to your point, like okay, everyone's paying attention now. Is this going to be like? Are people going to now that they've come out and clarified? Is that going to make remind people about Wendy's and go check it out? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. But mm-hmm. I also think that like they can kind of play the sort of mea culpa and say, you know what, guys, sorry we freaked everybody out. Here's a coupon for, if you go on our app, you register for our app, you get a free fries or something. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. something that's just like, you know what, we screwed up. Here's the thing. Yeah. And what, what this reminded me of is, you know, something that has kind of been a reality for so long, but it just, it it, it bears repeating because it also changes and evolves and uh, is the idea that with this 24-7, always-on brand media landscape that we're in and culture, like everything your company does is 
a brand move ah. is a reflection of your brand. Like, mm-hmm. I, like it doesn't matter. That analyst call might as well have been a TV commercial or a TikTok. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, that is, yeah. Like people, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is because people are going to listen. People mm-hmm. can do with that, what that information, what they want in public. Mm-hmm. And you don't know if that's going to catch on or it's just going to sort of disappear into the ether. Like y- you don't know. So you really have to have that in mind of like, when you're on a call with analysts, you're on a call with the entire world. Like it doesn't, your fan, like the people who go, who might not understand the nuance or let's say not understand, not understand the nuance of how analyst calls go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're talking about how maybe you can uh, shift to local demands with these digital menu boards. I mean, the dynamic pricing was not the focus of that right, comment right, at right, all. Right. And yet there it is. It's, it's like, you have to be as culturally aware as you are kind of financially operationally whatever and i they know that but uh, this was just a a a a screw up and and i think that to to your point about about can they take advantage of it Uh, yeah maybe maybe interesting uh, who knows yeah Dion samkin sir do you do you uh what's your favorite uh quick service restaurant brand do you have one uh, probably Wendy's. Probably. <laughs> I, I am a, I am a Wendy's guy. Or a burger guy. That, that that uh that spicy chicken sandwich man. Nice. That that, right. that, that hits me in the feels. It, um. <laughs> so what do you think? Is, is this a so Jeff thinks this is a miss? I'm feeling this kind of as a miss. So here's the thing. Yeah. What's the, <laughs> all, 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 I said that the first time. We're in trouble. <laughs> so all all publicity is usually good publicity. Yeah. Unless it's about the pricing. Yeah. Oh. Because I hear point. dynamic pricing. Point. Yeah. And I'm like, like, for me, it's like, okay, if it's dynamic, like when I, when I think dynamic, I think up and down. Like yeah. it's, it's not static. It's moving. Right. If you're, if you're telling me it's going up and down, I'm not happy about that. Correct. If you're telling me. That you've you've got your regular pricing, mm-hmm. but the dynamic dynamic is that it goes down at certain points. Yeah, that's, that's different. I'm all in. Yeah. So you you yeah, got to yeah. clarify that because if it's if it's if it's yeah. uh, publicity about your pricing yeah. and the prices are, are going up, that's bad. <laughs> that's a big loss. So yeah. I'm going to say it's a miss because they yeah. yeah. should have clarified. Interesting. <laughs> that is absolutely interesting. I, I love that idea. There's so many things that are going on out there, uh, Jeff. And and so I want you to to start to, to look across all the stories that you've seen, including these three we've talked about jeff uh and tell us what's sort of if you had to step back and give us the thirty thousand foot view of the big takeaway or takeaways or learnings across these stories i mean we talked a little bit about fans fandom today we talked a little bit about you know entertainment uh and moving away from just strict one direction uh messaging to something that's more drawing consumers in with stories and we talked about this this idea about bringing in tech and messaging correctly let's say when you're trying to kind of reinvent yourself what what do you say see as sort of the big picture things across these stories that are, are kind of big important takeaways for brands and or marketers oh that's a great question um i think i've had the perfect answer i might be in a different tax bracket but <laughs> we'll say that to me i mean it's a reflection of I think brands are, and this includes brands with huge, wide, broad audiences, like a McDonald's, like an LVMH, mm-hmm. like a Wendy's, whatever. Like you do go broad, but I think more and more uh, brands need to figure out how they're going to go deep. Mm. And like, is that is that through uh, Hollywood style entertainment? Is that through 
integrating or finding interesting ways to excite kind of uh cult favorite mm-hmm. pop culture things mm-hmm. is that uh is that through fashion is it you know it, there's all kinds of ways where but i think what brands really those smart ones are doing and more need to think about is like who what what's that how can you sort of build fandom maintain it mm. and i think more and more a lot of it is on different levels um encouraging or at least acknowledging and thinking about how people participate with your brand so uh. like in the idea of in the in the in the instance of say Wendy's in this case, they're going to participate by freaking out and uh-huh. <laughs> flooding your socials. Right. Like this is this is not a one way conversation anymore. Right. This is and, and and it's becoming a more dynamic, you know, multi level conversation. It used to be, oh, it's it's a two way conversation now between social media and brands. Gotcha. Got it. That's gotcha. been the last whatever fifteen years. Gotcha. I think, but as we talk about fragmented media uh, consumption, there's also fragmented media kind of participation you know whether it's people use tiktok and 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 twitter and facebook differently these are different people using them in different ways and i feel like and and most brands do this but i just think that the speaking of dynamic the dynamic ways these are being used brands are really can find fun and interesting ways to tap into that but they also need to be aware of how that can come back at them gotcha. uh, to bring in the Wendy's example. But Very that cool. thousand foot view to me is yep. is really about building and maintaining fandom and how they uh, navigate the participation side is is sort of where I'm seeing some of the most exciting things happen. Very, very cool. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can our listeners go to keep up with you and your work? Fastcompany.com. Thank you very much, Americus. Thanks, Dion, for your thoughts. We really appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much. Okay, listeners, that's all we have time for today. Thank you all for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Americus Reed, Business Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 132.